my uh, diesel jock character uh, used to fix patches of roadway in the wasteland uh, with her family. And so my shield is going to be a segment of highway. So I've got the, uh, <laughs> the yoga mat painted, painted up gray, and then I'm going to chisel little pieces out of it. And then I've got uh, reflective yellow tape for the stripes down the highway, and I'm going to slap some license plates on there. So it'll be fun. Nice. And I have a yield sign. I have a yield sign that says yield, and then I wrote now underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> and then after you beat somebody's ass, you say, hey. I warned you. Saw the sign. (laughs) And you kept going. Exactly. Welcome to Nerd Burger. Episode 393. It's a podcast. With some chair dancing and a spit take and um, two people not chair dancing, but laughing at the person who just almost choked to death. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. <laughs> wow, twice. Quite the quite the invented <laughs> intro there. It's just like, well, geez, we've been doing this thing almost almost 400 times. Like, how can I, how can I shake it up in the intro? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I didn't expect that reaction. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're all good. I'm used to it. <laughs> Who's that? Who is who is that? That's disembodied voice. Trying not to breathe liquid. <laughs> Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. Missed you guys. We've missed you. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Been, has it been? been a little a little bit inaccessible yeah she's been tough to schedule yeah. this has been well yeah. this is the second uh been pretty busy our second brady bunch meeting where we get to see each other <laughs> yeah i like it here's the story <laughs> <laughs> of a lovely podcast <laughs> i don't know if that's the word i would use to describe this podcast lovely. <laughs> there are words Craig that can is... be used yeah that are not Craig is green screening his awesome medieval village. See, now I want to like, I want to. You're making me want to take a European vacation, which I think we could all use right about now. As long as it's not National Lampoon's European. Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig and I can just drive up to uh, Helen, Georgia, about an hour and a half away, and it looks just like that, except for the castle oh, in the really? background. Yeah, it's all a very German. Oktoberfest looking. I don't know why there are Germans in the Georgia mountains, but apparently there are (laughs) Germans everywhere. They're not, uh, they're not just in the Midwest. It's like, it's not like there's no (laughs) Germans in New York city. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been taking uh, camping weekends uh, and we'll, you know, get groceries delivered to our homes and bring our food with us. So we don't have to hit the stores up there. Uh, And then, you know, I only stop at gas stations on the way up. So it's a nice little, covid safe vacation but we went up to uh shasta trinity national forest uh up in um there's a little town up there called junction city what a name yeah we found a ghost town it's an old mining town and they have all of these like ruins of old mining buildings and stuff like that 
And then we found all of these houses that are like half sliding down hills from like the Victorian days. Amazing. <laughs> so. Mining town. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They're ghostly miners. Well, and by that yeah, I mean and... people. And by that I mean people who mine for ore, not ghostly children. That's a whole different genre of ghost story. Yes. Or people yes, who mine is. for ghosts. <laughs> who, who would mine for ghosts? Well, and of course we had, you know, there are a lot of fires going around, not in that particular area, but uh, the sun turned blood red, and so it was a very post-apocalyptic weekend. Wow! So you're oh, geez, you're in a, Love it. You're, you're in the you're in the middle of nowhere near a ghost town and the sky is yeah a now weird color now it looks like night of the comet You're like i'll send you guys i'll send you guys pictures there are some um, i'm doing a, a post-apocalyptic photo project right now called after the fall uh and going around <laughs> california and finding all of these you know abandoned buildings um actually right near me about uh, 20 miles away is a uh, an old sugar processing plant from like early 1900s uh that is abandoned now sure because everything so there are all these they're all, they're all abandoned we don't do things with yeah. sugar anymore we do high fructose corn syrup corn syrup <laughs> all the sugar plant all the sugar uh, processing facilities are ghost facilities now <laughs> yeah well and the the apparently the company that used to own that is now owned by sarah lee so go figure <laughs> So uh, they left all the silos and all these sugar silos and stuff behind. So I went out there and, and did some photography. So did, did I'll you post lick, you guys some pictures. Did no, you no, I, I did not lick the rusty sugar. silos. <laughs> I did not lick the rusty silos. I I'd wish, because, like, you know, if it were like Willy Wonka. Like... <laughs> sure, yeah. You go inside the silo, you lick a bunch of sugar, and then you can't get back out. It's like, whoa. <laughs> To be fair, the silos were kind of the color of Oompa Loompas, so, you know. <laughs> oh, what is, boy. is Zingers, is that Sarah Lee or is that Hostess? That's Hostess. What, is, what does Sarah Lee do? Die for. Sarah Lee does, like, coffee, cake, and stuff like that. But they that. have Hostess-type things that are, donuts. they're like knockoff Hostess Pastry. stuff, right? Like, Probably. they've got... Are the, yeah. are the Nutty Bars Sarah Lee? No, those are Little Debbie. I am in love with Nutty those, Bars. <laughs> all those lady baker names that I get spoofed. Okay, yeah. That was my that was my weakness in high school, man. I had like Nutty Bars every day, which is probably why I'm diabetic now. <laughs> They're so good though, because you know you pick the little wafers apart and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can deconstruct them. <laughs> yeah, it's like Legos for food. <laughs> they're a lot like oreos in that way you can you could pick them apart and make like you could take one nutty bar that's long break it up into three pieces and then pull it apart and stack it up so it's like a nutty bar that's like third the length but three times as tall i wonder if you could just like make a little uh nutty bar city you know oh like lincoln you're Logs? Sure. yeah you're an architect <laughs> sure just like i want to just... see that <laughs> i'm going to build an entire wall out of nutty bars we'll use a uh <laughs> We'll use a running bond <laughs> so that there's overlap and it's nice and stable. Use like right. melted marshmallow for mortar. <laughs> you lived in Wisconsin. Do you remember Xanadu that was in the Wisconsin Dells, the house of the future that was I've, like all made I from have, foam? I have been there. I have walked yeah, through it. Yeah, I was there. too. Yeah, it was pretty cool back in the day. I think they took it down at this point, but 
Yeah. Well, it wasn't going to deteriorate because it was made out of <laughs> foam, like styrofoam. It was like that thing. A million years from now, when the aliens come to uh, investigate our now uh, unpopulated planet, they'll be like, well, you would think they would have like tall skyscrapers and things, but all they have are just like these little dome things every so often <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Because you see those types of things in different tourist trap kind of towns. Yeah. And the upside down White House. Yeah. And the <laughs> spot, the dome. mystery spot. Yeah. Where, <laughs> Never been there, actually. Where gravity, gravity is wacky, but really the building's just built on an angle. We did do Dragon Quest, though. Those those escape rooms, those gamer escape rooms are pretty fun, honestly. Go around, like, seeking little clues and stuff, move on to the next level and things like that. Fun. Yeah, Sarah Lee is all uh, pies and cheesecake and pound cake. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I was thinking of Little Debbie okay. with the knockoff hostess stuff. But yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you go into a silo and you look the side and you're like, I found the cheesecake one. <laughs> this one's cheesecake over here. This is where they kept the cheesecake goo. Yeah. <laughs> Blueberry filling. How many trucks are backing up outside your apartment right now, Craig? <laughs> None. <laughs> I keep hearing the beeping of trucks backing up. I thought it was coming from yeah. you. From you. Maybe it's coming for me. So that's just the noise your cat makes when he's locked out of the room. <laughs> Sounds like a semi backing up. The weirdest cat. So, uh, so I'm running a Kickstarter. Yay! Hooray! Hey. How's that going so far? Now in its second week, just starting no, not... its second week as 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 we we well, I, that's listen true. to as this. You're listening to this. You'll have to uh... project forward. Yep, yep. <laughs> a few days um, as we're recording this <laughs> okay. on saturday it's uh it's a little shy of seven thousand dollars it's funded Whoa. We a stretch goal we're working through another one that's like over double funded isn't it 200 i'm looking at the stats mike i know you like numbers 230 percent funded as we speak one 151 backers um right now uh 34 percent of backers are getting the pdf 43% of backers are getting the hardcover and 19% of backers are getting the fancy hardcover. I'm getting the fancy hardcover. And 2% of backers are getting the really expensive premium tier <laughs> thing where they're going to help me do some work. Where, yeah, <laughs> where where they pay to design something. help write part of the book for you. No, uh, that's okay. In fairness, they pay to help write part of the book by providing ideas and a little bit of stuff but they are kind of paying for me to to design their campaign for them right <laughs> that's kind of what i've joked that level <laughs> is is like i'm gonna i'm gonna work with you to put together multiple story schemes we're gonna link them all together it's gonna be kind of like the pieces of a trilogy and then there'll be other information about how you can expand that campaign out um so i'm kind of like helping you plan uh, a campaign and then you know, we're going to put it in the book. So it's not going to just be on note cards or something. It's going to be like put together and real nice and pretty and we'll have it forever. Awesome. So, Where can one find this? On the Kickstarter. Yeah, it's called, it's called Good Strong Hands. Um, I've done a bunch of podcasts and streams. I've got another stream I'm doing later today. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Craig and I discussed Video the quality of his streams earlier. Maybe I'll tack that on the end. The video play. I'm just, oh, I, I make the video. I get the video made because 
if you don't do everything, there's there's some people who will say, oh, there's no video. They're not taking this seriously, and they won't sure. back. So you do the you do you do everything. You know, you do page. You put in some. You make sure you get some illustrations. You back some projects. You put up a video. You do all the things. But like, I'm I'm noticing that that the video doesn't get a lot of plays. It's it's and it's steadily declined over the years. Is this another just, another example of that many plays? Is this another example of uh, one of those things that we 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 just keep doing? even though we don't need to and we don't really have a good reason for kind of i mean there's there's a reason for it because like i said even well even right somebody, because there are jerks out up. there who will go oh no video next yeah swipe swipe <laughs> left if, even whatever though they're not going to watch it themselves sure because everybody consumes the page differently some people will watch the video or part of it and that's how they'll decide some people will read the first page the first three or four paragraphs and that's how they'll decide some people will read the whole thing some people will look at the artwork and say, and it's an RPG, I'm in. Like mm-hmm. everybody picks it, picks that at a different way, you know, decides to back something a different way. So Yeah, the art is beautiful. Art is spectacular. It's I'm very, gorgeous. very happy with it. Yeah. Um, Serena is doing some lovely, lovely watercolor and acrylic gouache work. Is that how you say gouache. that that word? Gouache? Gouache. <laughs> gouache. Well what what is it gauchy? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I think it's. Gouache. I've I, I've had all manner of uh, different um, architecture-related professors and teachers that were attempting to teach and describe art, pronounce it in you know like eighteen different ways. So I have no idea how you're supposed to pronounce that. That's word. that's the way I'm going to go. And, uh, gouache. And for those and those people who care probably understand that there are people pronouncing it all sorts of different ways. So whichever way you pronounce it, they understand what you're getting at. Because that's the beauty of language. There is relativity to it. Gouache, mm-hmm. which rhymes with squash, which is a fruit, and not only is it a fruit, it's it's also a berry, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. We learned that a few weeks back. Blue Mike just threw my whole world into disarray. <laughs> I think it threw all of our that, worlds into when disarray when we that learned that pumpkins pumpkin, are berries. The pumpkin is a berry. <laughs> what? Yeah. Pumpkin. Well, pumpkin is a gourd, and gourds are berries. Yep. By their definition, they are. I did not are, know that. Neither did any are, of us. They are fruits with <laughs> seed. They are fruits with seeds in the meat of the fruit, yep. not on the outside. So a strawberry is not uh, a berry because the seeds are on the, the outside. outside. My world is shattered now. A banana <laughs> is a berry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they have banana berry flavored things, clearly. Cucumbers are fruit, which means pickles are fruit. Wait, is, Fra- yeah. is Frankenstein a fruit too? Frankenberry? Well, in some adaptations, I imagine. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa, whoa. That's not funny. Frankenberry's delicious. I miss Frankenberry. Frankenberry is delicious because it's and strawberry. Booberry. And blueberry. Blueberry's good too. Blueberry does the. Uh, Booberry and and Count Chocula, Count Chocula turn the milk <laughs> colors better than Frankenberry does. Oh Frankenberry's, really? Frankenberry's too light. It turns your milk pink, but it's yeah. not like it's not like chocolate. No, the chocolate ones get. It looks blue. like you're you've got you put uh, uh, your cereal in chocolate milk. Have at, they come like, back almost out immediately for the Halloween season? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've, I don't I buy cereal. Any of them in a long, long time. <laughs> well, because the last two years they came back out with them. They brought them out for the Halloween season specifically, and I saw them in the stores. So now I'm going to have to test this theory. It's going to be a scientific process. Very oh. scientific. My favorite junk food cereal was always Fruity Pebbles. Yes. Which, which also turns your milk like a weird pink color after everything blends it's, together. 
it's funny because if I eat cereal, my cat will get angry as I'm drinking the cereal milk. If I don't put the bowl down for her and hey. let her drink the cereal milk, <laughs> she she literally will jump up on the couch, put her paw on the bowl as I'm drinking it and be like, you better You're... save some for me. Remember, I get to have some <laughs> of that before you finish it, right? Remember. Yeah, that's a, absolutely. The remember <laughs> paw. Just not chocolate. <laughs> She, she says to you, Lisa, we have an agreement. Remember? <laughs> meow, meow, she Lisa. Call, she doesn't call you mom or anything like that because she's a cat. And cats don't think of you that way. She says, Lisa. No, they, they talk yeah. in English and they, they just say meow, meow between every, every <laughs> sentence. It's like I am Groot. Meow, meow, Lisa, meow. We have a meow, meow agreement, meow. Like You're that. going to save, save me yeah. some meow, meow, milk, milk now, meow, meow, right? Meow, meow. Or there's going to be meow, meow problems. <laughs> <laughs> you and me are going to go meow meow outside and settle this. I knew there was a reason she stands on my chest in the middle of the night. She's getting ready to strangle me, I swear. Well, she's sizing you up. Yeah. No, the inevitable day comes that uh, the crazy cat lady <laughs> dies and she uh, isn't going to get her food anymore and she has to have some way to subsist because that's what happens to cat owners, right? If a cat owner doesn't get discovered, because the cat, the dog will let people know. That the right, owner has something's died. wrong. Yeah, the cat just waits for the food. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole <laughs> lot of potential food right there waiting for me when it stops moving. And as soon I'm as it, sure if you as have as more than one cat, a little. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. if you have more than one cat and you die around more than one cat, they actually create a circle and summon you back from the dead so that you can give them treats. Well, that's what they're. They that's how that works. That's what that's they're doing when they're they're standing on your chest in the middle of the night. Is they're slowly sucking your your life force out of you, so <laughs> that when you die, focus. they can spit it back in. Oh, well, that's the whole yeah, cat stealing your breath thing. Yeah. That's, that's Drew Barrymore's character in Cat's Eye. That's what that's built off of. But it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. The cat, it wasn't the cat stealing her breath. I haven't the seen that. It's a good movie. Her. It was the little troll mm -hmm. creature that lived inside the wall that was stealing her breath. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> He's 30 plus years old. Yeah, I was gonna say it's 1980s. So no, no, we've we've established these roles already. So that's also uh, James Woods is a smoker who can't stop smoking. So he joins an organization that's basically run like the mafia. And when he has a cigarette when he isn't supposed to, they chop off his wife's pinky. Um, and then what? let's see what what else we got. <laughs> oh, uh, and then there's uh, uh, Robert Hayes is uh, forced to walk around an entire building on the ledge. Um, of a building during a, a windy night um, because he was uh, nailing some rich guy's wife. He's a tennis pro, so good thing he has strong legs, but then eventually somebody falls off the building anyway. Sorry, I just spoiled the whole movie for you. And it's not Robert Hayes, it's the millionaire. I'm going to say Ted Stryker from um, Airplane was in that? Yeah, Robert Hayes. Nice. Well, it was mid-80s. Cat's Eye was an anthology series when they when they were really big on anthology, especially Stephen King. There was like two creep shows and Cat's Eye. Mm -hmm. yeah. Stephen King had, was doing a bunch of anthology stuff. So yeah. Anyway, um, this is my ninth Kickstarter and nine Kickstarters. Nine Kickstarters. And I I came to realize that a few weeks ago when somebody asked me how many Kickstarters I have done, and I couldn't remember. Oh boy, I wasn't <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know you you know you've done I had a lot to actually when look it up you had to, I go, had to count. go to my kickstarter page and say oh eight created okay this will be my ninth <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah 
I could not remember. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker. I keep doing them. But this one's, <laughs> this one's doing okay, so we're all right. We're having fun. Beautiful. I get through a couple of more streams, and then I'm down to just, like, mostly little stuff and just kind of general promotional stuff and waiting. You know, we're in that we've, – we've gotten into the middle, you know. Everything's slow again after that exciting – It opening. happens. All right. Well, that's enough of that. I have a question for Lisa. Uh-oh. I noticed yes. something in your background. Do, do you have a, a Back to the Future out-of-time license plate, or is it just something that looks I do. like – I do. I'm putting it on my uh, my dystopia rising shield. Nice. So yeah, um, basically my uh, diesel jock character uh, used to fix patches of roadway in the wasteland uh, with her family, and so my shield is going to be a segment of highway. So I've got the uh, <clears throat> the yoga mat painted painted up gray, and then I'm going to chisel little pieces out of it, and then I've got uh, reflective yellow tape. For the stripes down the highway and then i'm going to slap some license plates on there so it'll be fun nice and i have a yield sign i have a yield sign that says yield and then i wrote now underneath it <laughs> <laughs> and then after you beat somebody's ass you say hey i warned you, you. saw the sign <laughs> <laughs> and you kept going exactly exactly there that's that truck sound right there that one's here okay <laughs> That's nothing quite like living on a main street when all the a-holes come roaring through on their uh, motorcycles. Yeah. Look at me. I've got a motorcycle. I'm loud. Ooh. Yeah. That's a big mood. And that, is not a, and that is not a rip on all motorcycle riders. I like motorcycles fine. I know people who ride motorcycles. I know people who are really kind of cool and respectful with them, but the jackasses who put the glass packs in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the exhaust pipes and all that crap just so that they get... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that was pretty good. Through you, somebody uh, <laughs> somebody lived through Harley Davidson's 100th anniversary. Yeah, somebody lived on a main <laughs> street during the Harley Davidson 100 when you would get just blocks and blocks of people tooling up down up and down that street. And my bedroom faced the street. It was the closest room to the street. God, that weekend sucked. It wasn't too bad during the week, but like Friday, Saturday was just terrible. Not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, all right. That's all I got for that. <laughs> so, got news? Anything? Oh, yeah. I got some it. weird news. Yeah. Let's do it. What's news, Lisa? Oh. So, since we're on the uh, subject of, well, we're not on the subject of Halloween, but we're going to be. <laughs> because Halloween's coming up. It's, it's that time year. We September. were talking about pumpkins and gourds. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. You know those berries. No, it's it's twenty twenty. <laughs> time has no meaning. It's Halloween season right now. What do you mean twenty twenty? Every year September starts Halloween. <laughs> well, <for laughs> Halloween you. is not a day. Halloween is two months. <laughs> Halloween is a state of mind. It there's is. there's candy uh, in the grocery <laughs> store as of you know a few weeks ago. So it's already been Halloween for a while. But. Yeah, so this is a little bit older, but uh, the former manager of DOD Aerospace Threat Program said that UFOs are real. Interesting. Let me uh, link you all to this. Uh, Very interesting. He used to work for uh, Skunk Works, a 25-year veteran. 
of the CIA. Uh, so, you know, a good reliable source, I'd say. What's this guy's name? Oh, here we go. There you go, yeah. Uh, they actually don't give his name. Had to keep it secret. <laughs> yeah, I was say, not a very good CIA, is... <laughs> not a very good CIA agent if I know your real name. Exactly. Uh, oh wait, here we go. I think it's down here. Elizondo. Oh yeah, yeah. Senior he's L- Luis Elizondo. Go. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, maybe his name is stored away in area, whatever, 56? 51. 41? 51, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember the numbers. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so he says that that UFOs are absolutely real. Uh, It's interesting because when I lived in Rockford, they said that that the area between Champaign and Rockford had some of the highest numbers of UFO sightings in the entire United States, which I thought was bizarre. I've heard of that. Yeah. That yeah. part of Northern Illinois before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm, it, it's a question of what's uh, attracting the UFOs to go there um, mm-hmm. or whether or not there's just happens to be a higher incidence of um, people like taking mushrooms or something. I don't know. Like hallucinations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it is kind of because I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't UFOs. I'm not saying we haven't been visited by visited by extraterrestrial life. But I would really, really like some incontrovertible proof, not Absolutely. some hazy photograph of a light in the sky that's really grainy. Yeah. Let's let's see some 4K video. Let's go. Yeah, mm-hmm. where where is all of that high def awesome video with everybody walking around with 4K video cameras in their pockets? Right. Just let, it's it's in the same they they keep that video in the same place that they keep the actual uh the legitimately like dissected and, and examined corpse of a Sasquatch, you know? <laughs> because if there were Sasquatches <laughs> everywhere, there would be a dead one on the freeway somewhere and we would have a body. Roadkill. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Sasquatch would take out the car though. Not a baby. They're pretty big. Well, no, not a baby. <laughs> And we never see baby Sasquatches, do we? <laughs> Is that like killing Bambi? It's always seven like foot tall Sasquatch. Mother? Well, where's where's the two foot tall oh, one? Where's the one that's just toddling around? <laughs> that one wanders out into the road. Stephen King wrote a book about that. It'll happen. Baby There's roads Sasquatch. everywhere. Baby Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's our dead baby Sasquatch proof? Come on. <laughs> bizarre i mean same, like same thing same thing for any cryptid where's our <laughs> yes. dead hodag where's our dead jackalope Bobby. where's our Bobby. dead jackalope other than the jackalope <laughs> like the, the fake one that you're de- that your uncle and by your uncle i mean my actual uncle oh um, no has mounted on the wall on a plaque it's a it's a it's a hare it's a rabbit oh it's a hare technically um with antlers <laughs> that are, like integrated into it so it looks like it's a jackalope head um and i once had um i once had a a friend of mine legitimately ask me the question if those were real i said no those were those are made up those are what's called cryptozoology cryptids <laughs> i used to think that narwhals were fake then it was pointed out to me that they were actually a real thing 
So like, how often do you see narwhals? <laughs> you see all sorts of giant fish in the ocean. Yeah. Like, are... oh, there's a narwhal oh, sighting. Oh, it's a unicorn fish. <laughs> a unicorn. The unicorn of the sea. <laughs> see, you know what? And if there were unicorns and unicorn fish, if you believe the Bible, which one's probably going to survive the flood <laughs> from the Old Testament? The yeah. one that can because, stab everything. Because that's the, that's the, that's the <laughs> joke, Gary Larson. There's like a far side that's like two, two unicorns that are uh, like late to getting to the ark or something like that. There was some cartoon. <laughs> that's why there were unicorns, but like, no, they sorry, we, on the ark. We already have. And they made it with a fish. <laughs> we already let the horses on. Sorry, we already have two horses. But but the, the unicorns just mated with a whale. It's a, it's a horse corn. That's just a unicorn with a horse head. <laughs> yeah, I want my I want my dead baby uh cryptid creature to prove. Yeah, come on. Baby, I'll build you a baby uh, a baby or they, you know, There's a, there's a million ways you could kill a baby cryptid. They're, 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 they're stupid. They don't know the ways of things. They're, they're not going to get out of the way of the car. They're going to be curious and they're going to wander up to like some little kid whose father owns a gun um, and is going to take care of business to protect their child. Like, yeah, where, where's the legitimate, honest to good? Not the one that you see at the circus 50 years ago. <laughs> that's just a bunch of different body parts from different animals stapled together by some P.T. Barnum shyster type. No, like a legitimate dead <laughs> hodag want one i want to see one speaking of cryptids uh for halloween this year because you know how all the haunted houses are shutting down because of covid uh los angeles is actually doing a stranger things drive-through haunted house experience like an hour long and it looks amazing <laughs> like you drive through starcourt mall and everything i saw a um, a Halloween setup that somebody did previously that, you know, they were saying like, you know, this is the perfect way to do Halloween, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, the per they're up on, they've got a, it's like a fishing line strung out and they've got a ghost on a little pulley, you know, little wheels that are, it's on the line. Um, it's like a little ghost thing with a, you know, in a frame and whatnot. And it holds candy bars and little clips on the ends of its hands. And it's got like a, a little carrier underneath it that carries sodas out there so that you can, for the, or water for the, the parents. And it you and it's you know it's on an angle from the porch out to the sidewalk and you can go whoop, and just let it fly out there and the kids can get the stuff and then you can use the fishing line the fishing reel to yeah. pull it back up and I was like because ghosts deserve zip lining experiences that's, too that's, <laughs> that's how I would do Halloween all the time <laughs> if yeah. I had a home that's a lot more fun than getting up to answer the door the whole time sit out on the porch drinking yeah. beers <laughs> and just. Whee! <laughs> zip, zip, the, zip the ghost down there the kids get the candy you don't have to make small talk with the parents you don't have to be like yeah. oh look at the cute little you know or who's a princess and who's an astronaut and blah 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 blah. no you just give them the candy and be on your way and i can just sit up there and get drunk <laughs> <laughs> I saw nice, somebody, a nice, uh... cool october evening that's a great way to do halloween yeah, I saw somebody, uh, they had a, a thing on the news about, you know, trick-or-treating being canceled and whatnot, that they had ideas for places that did have trick-or-treating. Somebody had built a chute, uh, a lit, like, purple and orange chute down the railing of their, uh, you know, of their uh, banister on the outside of the house down the railing. 
and uh, if we just built this acrylic tube and then shot candy right down. It was like, that's brilliant. Here's my it's suggestion. Fun. Here's my suggestion for a distanced um, Halloween. I want to live on a street that's on an incline. Not so much of an incline that a kid on, say, a skateboard would murder themselves at the bottom of it out of control, but enough that it would keep the skateboard moving. Mm -hmm. And then all the houses put out like little monsters and ghosts and whatnot out at the street. And they have like candy just on little on like uh, uh, clips of some sort. You know, the package, you can clip clip on the packaging and hold all this stuff. And it's just a whole bunch of it out there. And the kids have to start up at the top. And you give them like a little cart that's made of like Halloween and they have to roll that thing down there at whatever speed it moves at and whatever candy they <laughs> along the way. And then you have a big backstop with a bunch of padding at the bottom. It's that's like, fun. it's like a game show. Yeah. 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 You make it like a Japanese game show. <laughs> like a Halloween if, roller coaster. If, if you, if you manage that's to zip cute. along there and grab 20 pieces of candy <laughs> from three houses, you get 20 pieces of candy. Good for you. You, you worked on a skill set. You've been rewarded. Thank you for playing super <laughs> awesome Halloween candy grab. Skateboard. We'll call it Fun. the Halloween candy shoot. <laughs> and we'll just launch kids down the entire block. <laughs> but, but the cart rolled out into the street, and I wasn't anywhere near the monsters with the candy. Well, you didn't steer very well. Better luck next year. <laughs> I like it. I was looking at this uh, Stranger Things thing that you just sent. <laughs> this Stranger Thing, and uh, <laughs> and I'm like, they're gonna drive through the Starcourt Mall. I'm like, well, I guess they did yeah. kind of destroy it when they were filming. So, I, and I'm like, oh no, this is True. this is something they built in Los Angeles because the Starcourt Mall is here. Oh, is it? It's uh, yeah, it's it, it sure uh, the the old Gwinnett Place Mall. Huh. Yeah. All right, because they do a lot of filming in Georgia, right? Yeah. Uh, just northeast of Atlanta. Nice. Star Mall. Do you have actual cryptids? The Gorgons. No. <laughs> just bears. <laughs> bears. Speaking of bears. Oh, oh my god. Do you have bear <laughs> news? Um, I have bear <laughs> news and it has to do with shopping. So it ties back to Lisa wow. and going out into the middle of nowhere and not having to go to the local shopping center or uh, grocery store or general store or whatever up where she goes. Um, in And this was in California, Lisa. A <laughs> so many parallels. Market last week was visited by a big furry bear. Did it, did it get inside? Shoppers, oh, hang was on. It, was, it, was, it, was it standing on its hind legs pushing the cart? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. But shoppers <laughs> at the Kings Beach Safeway um, by Lake Tahoe um, on an otherwise routine trip to the store on August 25th um, dis were disrupted by an inquisitive bear in the produce aisle video footage post that online shows. <laughs> he was getting some veggies. Um, we were just arriving at the store. I didn't imagine anything was going to be strange. And there was a bear. As far as I know, this is the second time this has happened. Okay, now here we go. The second time. Hold on. I've got a oh. whole narrative in my mind now based on this. <laughs> Local media reported a bear, and I'm going to assume it's the same one because all bears look the same. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Wow. Embarrassed. <laughs> Local media reported a bear visited the same store on August 18th and exited with a bag of tortilla chips. Now... <laughs> My assumption is that bear got home and it was a long way. 
Yeah. And you know, bears it just plodding along and it got distracted by honeybee, you know, honey, uh, uh, honey um, and beehive. And, and yeah. And it went fishing in the river and all that. Yeah. The, the, the beehive. And so it went on, got all the way home and it really, it realized, oh, I don't have any salsa. <laughs> so it, 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 it got, on, no, no, no. It got online and found a recipe. Well, yeah, it, it found a recipe and then it walked back to the store and started going through the veggies to make fresh salsa. That's my salsa. guess. I love it. The health conscious bear. Health consciousness is good. Yeah. I, I would I would have expected the bear to have gone straight to the uh, meats and seafoods, but you know, this is. But I mean, with COVID and all, it should have just had the groceries delivered to the forest. I mean, if it's got internet access to look up the recipes, why isn't it just on Instacart? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the bear uh, doesn't have um, a card. Maybe it does all of its transactions in cash. That's possible. <laughs> it's got a check. Living off the grid. If it, if it doesn't have a card, it can't do anything online. It can't purchase anything online. It can just look up recipes. Smart bears live off the grid. So um, North California um, banks and credit unions, if anybody would like to help this poor bear out, um, and, and set them up with a debit card. I, th I think that the bear would be very, very happy because, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't have to um, disturb the people going to the grocery store and they could get all of their uh, fresh salsa ingredients yeah. delivered to them. We should set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bear. Just bear. Just the bear necessities. What? What? I apologize. Uh. I'll show myself out. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. What else is new? <laughs> the bear pooped in the produce section, but that. But what really irritated the other patrons was that it it uh, got into the uh, express lane and proceeded to write a check. <laughs> what really what really bothered the patrons was it was going through the produce section and it touched everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I picked up like I picked up like fifty different tomatoes and pawed all over each one and then put them all back. Jeez, you know that bear doesn't wash his hands. You know that bear's filthy. They're all filthy. It's in the forest. It sleeps for six months out of the year. It probably has poop in its butt fur. Ew. <laughs> we actually had a bear sighting in uh, in somebody's backyard uh, two months ago here in in the village. Same bear traveling California. It was, it was little, known fact, little known fact, California bears love chips and salsa. It was so when you go to when you go to a bear wedding, make sure you get one of those chip and dip bowls. You know, the one that like the big bowl that has the little bowl inside of it, so they can put the chips in the big bowl and the salsa in the little bowl. It's like a chip and dip. Get get that. That'll su surprise the bear on their wedding. Wherever they you know, wherever they register. <laughs> the bear bath and beyond or whatever. no creighton that's the creighton barrel, barrel. Yeah. <laughs> well done oh top notch mike oh. i like bear bath and beyond that's good <laughs> oh my god oh word words are fun um do you have any other news yeah, uh, have you have you seen the latest product from Ring? You know Ring with the video camera doorbell. Oh, yeah, they've got all kinds of uh, little gadgets for your home, for your home security. I think whole security systems. They do the cameras, they're Wi-Fi enabled, all that kind of stuff. They have a new security camera 
called the Always Home Cam. Care to guess what's unique about the Always Home Cam? Got like pre-recorded stuff so that it sounds like you're there. <laughs> like it makes noise. Yeah. Like it makes noises yeah. like uh, dishes clanking and people talking and the like a TV in the background and a dog going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Phone rings. And Music. It's somebody like answers it. 1920s swing music in the background. There you go. Yeah. In the background, and a lot of <laughs> that so would sounds be... like a. It sounds like a <laughs> roaring twenties party. That would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. No, no. It it's it's just a drone. Oh jeez. It's a it's a little mini drone that has a nice. dock that it sits in, and uh, when you tell it on your phone, you bring it up on your phone and you say, "Hey, I want to go see the living room." It'll rise up out of the dock and fly into your living room and show you your living room. <laughs> And then it'll fly and over your front your, door. Break your five hundred dollar vase. <laughs> if, right? if, if someone's robbing your house, can you? It doesn't have a stealth mode, so that you can follow them to their I vehicle don't know. and get a and get a, a picture of their license, license plate. plate. Yeah. <laughs> does it have whisper mode? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know if it zzz, says how loud. And then suddenly it, is. it goes. Zzz. Try to fly it out the chimney. <laughs> Did you guys see the movie Good Boys? Don't think so. Don't no. think so. No. Okay, you guys need to watch that. Basically, uh, uh, the kid's dad has this drone, super expensive drone for work, and of course, the kids end up using it to try to spy on like the neighbor girls because they want to learn how to kiss. <laughs> they're like, they're like, well, we could just watch the neighbor. Okay, then, thanks. like, the neighbor girls steal the drone. She like knocks it out of the air, and the kids have to get it back. And it's hilarious. Oh, okay. Yeah, the tw- twelve-year-olds that have been invited to their first kissing party. So that's yeah. It's a, that's why. Yeah. I've been invited to a party. And it's a kissing party. <laughs> what are you gonna do? And I remember it seeing is one of ads the funniest movies I've seen. That looks it's funny. Hilarious. Yeah. Yep. The always home cam won't be available <laughs> until next year. You can tell. You can program it to um, take a. Sp- you know, a set path around your house. So you just like click on it and then it goes and it goes to the front door, goes to the living room, goes to the back, blah, blah, blah. Or you can you, drive it around. Can you, can you put it in Roomba mode where it just keeps moving until it hits <laughs> something and then it turns around and goes in another direction? Let's see. When you first get it, you build a map of your home for it to follow, which allows you to ask it for specific viewpoints, such as kitchen or bedroom. Uh, it can be commanded to fly on demand or programmed to fly when a disturbance is detected by a linked ring alarm system. What's the thing about... Ah, it has obstacle avoidance technology to allow it to avoid objects in its path, and its shrouded pro- uh, shrouded propellers prevent damage or so hurt, it won't hurting just get, a pet or a person. It won't get slapped out of the air by your ceiling fan <laughs> that you left on. Well, it, it'll oh, get... Oh, I left the ceiling fan on. Turn the, turn the drone camera off. It'll get... If you fly it up too high, it'll get slapped by the ceiling fan, but it'll recover, yeah, presumably, because it, it, uh, it's... Uh... It's stuck in your uh, Halloween cobweb decoration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, give it a, you gotta give it a new map when you redecorate. <laughs> I think it's limited to one floor. Like, if you have a multi-floor home, it'll only Yeah, stay and if you're on gonna one get level. one of these things, and you've got multi-floors, you're gonna get multiples of them because if you're into this thing why wouldn't you get one for each floor sure <laughs> you know in case the robbers scale the trellis 
Well, that's what I, <laughs> I was just thinking. That large, they're going to take that big flat panel television out through the second window <laughs> down the trellis. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about my house. Like nobody's coming in the upstairs. There's no, there's no reason to come in the upstairs. There's no way to get to the upstairs. You, it's the basement. <laughs> Somebody's more likely to come in the basement. But then you have to come up to the main floor, and I can just tell, uh, tell my always home cam to go check the uh, door to the basement from the kitchen see this is going to be the next home alone movie <laughs> not the kid defending the home it's going to be a drone <laughs> okay who wants to guess how much this thing is mm, a thousand craig 50 <laughs> we're doing prices right <laughs> rules craig wins uh <laughs> it's it's still less than the uh lego star wars moss eisley set it's only so less less than three fifty. It's two fifty. Yeah, two fifty. Two fifty. sure. Ooh. We're gonna spend two fifty on that. Why would not that bad? Spend five hundred and get two of them, so that you can patrol the upstairs as well. That's not bad. Way less than I thought. Some of those drones get it kind of expensive. You what? know, you look at uh, Brickstone and all of those gadget catalogs, and they have these super expensive, you know, drones with. All sorts of like night vision <laughs> now, stuff that you don't need. If that's the most expensive thing in your home, you probably don't need it. <laughs> that's true. It's small too. I mean, it looks like it's maybe six inches across, and it's kind of square with rounded yeah. corners. And then the camera hangs down underneath. It it might not even be that big. It might be somewhere between four and six inches across. There you go. It's kind of impressive to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I would get one of these. Just to it'll be, like uh, play with a drone. <laughs> it'll be the next uh what is what's the movie? Paranormal activity. Instead of uh instead of camera shots, you know. Instead of a fixed camera. Stationary, yeah, stationary cameras. You've got a drone got flying all around. Your, your watchdog camera <laughs> that follows you around the house. Yeah, who's gonna be the uh <laughs> How soon until we get the first feature film shot on a ring, uh, whatever this thing, always ring home drum. cam? <laughs> we shot, we shot it all on the, all on, uh, we had 12 always home cams. It only cost us $2,000. <laughs> no, that'd be three, th three yeah, $3,000, 12. Crazy. <laughs> but then if chicken. you have that much of a house... <laughs> well if they become ubiquitous then it's just you know a matter of a bunch of teenagers getting together it just comes pre-installed in your home when you buy it they take the their the two or three that they each have at their house and bring them together and... i'm just picturing the paranormal activity movie where you know the the drone gets dragged away suddenly by the ghost <laughs> <laughs> ghost just bats it out of the air the drone starts drone to turn it. it starts to turn around and you just see the edge of something and then <laughs> <laughs> obstacle avoidance right yeah <laughs> yeah including ghosts just flies right through the ghost the ghost help <laughs> is that it for news i suppose it can be lisa had something to talk about yeah so um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot. So uh, I play a character in Dystopia Rising uh, who is 
has joined uh, an unpopular faith, uh, popular but uh, kind of antagonistic, and uh, I thought uh, discussing antagonism in LARP and role play settings would be uh, something good to kind of visit as a topic. Antagonism. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, like the default setting for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely if you're a storyteller, because you know you're you're pretty much role playing all of the NPCs. We're uh, we're storytelling a a vampire the masquerade game right now that takes place in 1940s Hollywood, and uh, we're about to run a major major plot line <clears throat> where uh, our characters have to take out uh, the. Uh, unknown sister of Melkav, uh, who has been buried underneath this labyrinth and is starting to awaken. And a lot of her crazy energy is kind of seeping out. So anybody who does like aura perception starts to read this energy coming from this maze. And they have to now bind her into a tomb and do all these rituals. And uh, so it's it's interesting. Uh, trying to scale that and trying to figure out what is uh, a reasonable strength level for the NPC, uh, you know, combined with all the other NPCs who are going to help to kind of take her out. And in fact, what we have uh, for this particular game only is uh, our players are going to be playing, uh, you know, some high-level canon NPCs like Garatrix and Atreus. Uh, the Tremere, and uh, several others. So it should be interesting. Or game. Yes. <laughs> Lots of well, capabilities. And, and the thing is, like, they create all of these absolutely awesome rituals and uh, disciplines, these higher-level disciplines. And I feel like, on the whole, you know, if you're part of a shared universe game, you're typically not ever going to be able to utilize these um, because, you know, like oh well you have to max out at this particular level for game balance purposes but when you're in a smaller setting role-playing game there's no reason not to throw this kind of stuff at at your characters because you know they're not going to have a chance to use this stuff uh, in you know a larger game like for instance uh, one world by night or you know the Camarilla. Um, and so this is their opportunity to play these these epic characters and have this massive battle. And if they fail, it's just going to be the apocalypse, basically. Uh, you know, Ma <laughs> Malachi is going to escape and uh, who knows what's going to happen at that point. She's going to go crazy on the city and, you know, death and destruction. <clears throat> and then, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, and then, of course, if they end up finding her into her tomb, uh, everything will be restored and things will be nice and quiet. So, uh, but it's tricky, you know, getting the math down right and making sure that, that your uh, antagonist is scaled properly to your game, uh, depending on how many people you have in your game and, uh, you know, what levels they are as far as uh, points. 
yeah, you just make that crap up. You just change it. <laughs> Coming from the, G, <laughs> the GM standpoint is like, okay, I'll approximate. I think this will be okay, but I'll be ready to ramp it up or ramp it back down if I need to, to keep yeah. it reasonable. <laughs> because if, if you're if you're not used to playing a game with the really high level kind of stuff, you don't necessarily know how well it's going to play out and how well it's going to balance out with each other. Like, you know, okay, we've got, you know, powerful characters and there's a, I'm going to make a, have an NPC, an adversary that's even more powerful and make him a real, him or her a real threat. Like have this, this vampire thing or monster or whatever be like um, significantly more powerful so that it really takes teamwork, that sort of thing. But yeah. <laughs> you calculate that incorrectly. <laughs> Oh, TPK yeah. or absolutely or TPT, t- total party torpor. <laughs> Ooh, torpor. to the point that they all have to go to sleep. Well, and or, if you have, or you chop ongoing... their heads off or set them on fire. Yeah, <laughs> if you have an ongoing antagonist, and this you know lasts for multiple games. Yeah. Uh, you know, at some point, uh, you know, you don't want them to be overpowered because if your players are losing and losing and losing and losing, they're they're just not going to have a lot of fun with it. At some point, they're going to have to win against them. Uh, or, you know, as far as, as, you know, movies and, you know, plot lines and serial television shows and things like that, you either have to reconcile that person in the long run and, uh, you know, make them better after a while, or you have to kill them. Um, you know, take, for instance, uh, Prince Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. You know, uh, not to spoiler too much, but you know you kind of have to reconcile because if he's just a jerk for the entire show, that gets very tiring after a while for people to watch. There has to be some sort of character dynamic, some sort of catalyst for change. You know. Yeah. The 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 problem that I see between like how you see that happen in like a a TV series, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a very good did a very good job of having the big bad for each season. Right. There's like the bad person, you know, the bad guy, the baddie, the whatever, that's going to be the main antagonist. And you're not going to, you're not going to defeat them until the end of the season. So you're going to have 20 plus episodes and mm-hmm. you're going to have that character pop up a dozen times during the run of the season. Um, but as you know, when you're playing, when you're, when you're watching that TV series, you know, you, you, you know, once in a while, something, there's going to be a twist and that baddie's going to get killed halfway through the season. And then they're going to introduce the real big bad. But mostly, you know that it's going to be the end of the season before that gets dealt with. So it's just giving the characters their win moments here and there, but letting the baddie continue to be a problem and a threat. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, and that's that's how you write good drama. Um, and that tells the story across the course of 20 plus episodes. When you get into a game where people really want to win and they want their characters, like the big, <laughs> the big win is to kill the baddie. And like, if you put the, if you have a, you know, a couple of situations where they run up against the baddie and they can't really deal with it. And then you put them in the position where they're going to get a big win. They're going to have a great moment. They're going to come close, right. To killing the baddie. (laughs) You run the risk of like them actually just up and killing the baddie at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have to make new baddies. (laughs) Yeah. Dice rolls, you know, (laughs) dice rolls do not take the place of proper story pacing in a, a serial scripted television series yeah well it's interesting because um in dystopia rising our particular chapter had this uh super kind of like fascist group of these demon worshipers called the children of abaddon and they were like this militarized group that was trying to uh 
incite law or not incite, but uh, you know, try to keep law and order in the town. And it was all by their rules. And the punishments were, of course, like far beyond what they should have been for the transgressions. And this was a year-long plot line uh, for us to take our town back from the children of Abaddon. And it's fantastic because the last game that we had of uh, Dystopia Rising 2.0 was uh, this war where the owners of our game uh, rented a tank, an actual tank, and they brought in all of these people to play NPCs from the um, uh, the Airsoft game uh, that also plays on the same site. And uh, so over the course of the year, these COA kept coming back and just getting meaner and meaner and meaner until uh, the game that I came in on, we did a raid of the town and the town had evacuated and my character actually ended up getting captured by these guys. So uh, the war that we had in September was fantastic. And uh, of course we defeated them, but it was, it was very difficult. Um, you know, they had snipers around and whatnot, but uh, eventually we defeated them. And that was like the big win. You know, they had smaller wins. People would, you know, assassinate a COA member here and there because that's what you do with NPCs, right? You know, in a way hey, like murder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but uh, after a year, it was time to kind of wrap that up. And now, of course, we have new, new things to fight. Uh, and they're not bringing back any sort of, you know, fascist groups right now for obvious reasons. <laughs> like, don't want to, don't want that much realism right now. But um, now we have, you know, our cryptids and, and other things to fight. So, Hodag, they're going to there's going to be a baby dead Hodag. Yeah, basically. Is that the plan? We have are they going to produce? Are they somebody going to stitch together a fake Hodag looking thing? <laughs> Look what we I found worms, a dead baby Hodag. Giant worms, big old worms that give you bad brain and stuff. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different antagonist types, you know, are you going to create a monster? Are you going to create, you know, an evil mad scientist? Um, there are a lot of different moods that you can play with. Uh, and it's interesting. I was thinking about, um, uh, about these bad guys, you know, you have bad guys like Prince Zuko who are just kind of filled with hubris and overconfident, but maybe it's a false sense of confidence and they have a lot of anger stored inside. Uh, you have like Thanos, who genuinely thought, and this is the most interesting thing, uh, is he genuinely thought that he was doing right. And honestly, it's debatable. Yeah, the way that he went about everything was not great. But, you know, at the same time, he saw, he's seen a world where everybody is utilizing all the resources and destroying their land, you know, so he figured that he was doing the right thing. So I think uh, there's giant plot holes in there, but it was a fun story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Characters, I think characters. You don't, you with, don't have to uh, kill. You don't have to kill half the people. You can just double the resources. Problem solved. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> you know that would have been great, but uh, <laughs> if you have a magic but... <laughs> wish, if you have a magic wish glove, you can just snap your fingers and double the resources. <laughs> that works fine. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, anyway. but you know, when you have these characters who, you know, aren't evil for the sake of being evil you know no they're not uh, all they're not they're not all snidely whiplash yeah exactly they have so. some depth to them yeah those are the or best even those like, are the best villains yeah 
Jigsaw, uh, Jigsaw, who, you know, felt like he had something to teach everybody before he went and died from cancer. Uh, Mike, you saw all the Saw movies. You remember Jigsaw. Yes, I know. <laughs> Do you remember that that was part of the story? Yes. It's been a while. Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. Okay. So you've both story told before, presumably. I don't think, right. Mike, you, you ever GM'd Mike, you? You've only played. Yeah, I've just played. Okay. Have you played any adversaries that you uh, that you enjoyed? I don't think so. <laughs> Never played. I have not played any antagonists. Craig, have I played an antagonist? Well, you've been antagonizing <laughs> that, occasionally. That, <laughs> that that garbage truck driver was kind of surly. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob the garbage truck driver. Yeah. Uh, that was a uh, that was a. Um, D20 modern post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic game. We were using the post-apocalypse, you know, the apocalypse rules and whatnot. And we had a, you know, nuclear apocalypse that happened. And it, it, the campaign didn't last terribly long, but Mike was playing Bob the garbage truck driver. Um, and the garbage truck became like their tank. They like, out, they, they rigged it up and outfitted it really cool. And, and Bob was kind of a dick. <laughs> and it, t- it took place in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, right? Yeah, right in the middle and, of all the Norfolk and, and, uh, those three, the, the three cities, they're all like right there. Virginia and Beach like and million. There's all the military installations and all this other stuff. Yeah. There's like, it's a, it's yeah. a place. If 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 somebody was going to, um, start nuking military outposts, it would be oh, a good spot. It's the largest naval yeah. base in the world, I think. Um, yeah, actually, roads and all that. Yeah, I went yeah. there last year for Thanksgiving, and it looked nothing like I imagined it during that game. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. It didn't look like a post-apocalyptic. Although every time I saw a garbage truck, I just laughed to myself. Is that Bob? There's a lot more fast food places than I imagined there would be. Actually, the the most notable part of that whole thing, it wasn't seeing the giant aircraft carriers and the nuclear submarines just parked there, you know. Um, It was uh, James driving me down the road toward the the naval base and then all of a sudden they're on the left oh there's that that car shop from that show on on cable <laughs> that uh i can't think of the name of now phantom works like there it is it's right there that's 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 where they fix up those uh those cars um but i've played i've played some campaigns where we like kind of played anti-heroes and we did like a very short evil campaign once in with jason running the game back in milwaukee that was not nearly as satisfying as you think it would be. I don't get the the appeal of just like, oh, we're just going to run around and be evil. I was kind of like, oh, I've never done this before. Let's do it. And we played like six games and that was the campaign. And I was like, okay, that was fine. Um, yeah. But like playing, you know, kind of characters that have a, a, an edge or an anti-hero side to them. I've played a few of those. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining to walk the line <laughs> with some yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is. Um. um. But well, and same, especially if, when you're playing with your friends. But at the same time, but right, you're playing with friends, hopefully, you know, like that, and that's the only situation that I would do that is like, I'm going to do that. It's going to be with people that know me. They realize that, okay, I'm going to, this character is going to be kind of a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. But that's, that's not me acting out at you. Right. It's my character. We're just, thing. we're playing a game. And if, you know, if, if I push it too far, you can always tell me, hey, you know, why don't you crank that back a little bit? Yeah, well, and I think checking in with your players, um, Dystopia Rising is uh, fantastic because they have this check-in system, you know, they encourage everybody to check in, especially when we're doing uh, character versus character play, 
um, you know, you just give a, a thumbs up, thumbs down. Are you okay? Um, yeah, so you that know, you're not in the post. middle of a, like, I'm stuck in yeah. a situation that I don't want to be in. And like, absolutely. Well, people, people get concerned. They don't want to draw themselves out of it because it feels like if they, if they leave, they feel like they're blamed. It like it looks like they're blaming Burning someone. Immersion. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, really emergent, but it also feels like like if, if you if you and I are talking and then I suddenly leave, yeah, like upset yep. and angry, you're going to mm-hmm. feel like you did something, and it's yeah. not necessarily you. It's just like it's me, and I don't want to be a part of this, and blah blah. blah whatever, it's all make believe, and uh, you just have to be careful that you're not you know messing with somebody's head. Yeah, well, and knowing um, you know knowing in advance, especially if you're running some sort of a you know a traumatic a trim. Uh, can't speak traumatic scene uh you know uh, or any sort of real edgy topic you definitely want to check in with your players first in advance to make sure that they don't have any sort of triggers um any sort of real life triggers that are gonna upset them you know i literally i'm i'm running this game this afternoon and there's going to be like you know horrible icky stuff that happens there's like right this Mm -hmm. is characters are saving the world and there's bad stuff that happens to the and I, I asked people, I was like, is there anything you really don't want to see? And I had somebody come back. He's like, I don't want to see any tooth stuff. I was like, okay, I'm on board with that too. There won't be any tooth stuff. No pulling, yeah. out, no pulling teeth out, no teeth in places that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Like none of that. Well, that's <laughs> when it's good to know, know yeah, your characters like, and know your players. Some people yeah. will be perfectly fine with that. But some people are like, mm-hmm. I, that skeeves me out. Or I had a, like, I had a, you know, maybe they've been through something that where they got a, a uh, tooth knocked out and it messed them up or they like mm-hmm. just recently did like when I went through the whole thing with the dentist and I got my teeth pulled while I was awake <laughs> like for a oh while God. after there I was really touchy about my teeth <laughs> let's hope nobody I'm, you know went to the doctor and found a tooth growing somewhere where it wasn't supposed to be oh god what That's wasn't terrifying. that one of the options <laughs> like That's a narwhal terrifying. <laughs> it's not a tooth it's a horn no it's a tooth it's, it's, it, it has enamel it's a tooth it's more like a tooth than a horn that is to say um but even like when i was in the hypnosis community you know that's why negotiation was so important is you know you never know oh um, yeah. I had a, you're gonna hypnotize somebody Don't yeah i had a friend who was terrified of water because uh, a family member tried to drown her when she was younger. And so, Ouch. you know, people would do, of course, you know, the uh, uh, the guided visualization of being on a beach with the ocean out there. And like that would that send her no into good. panic attacks. No. So knowing your players in advance and she asking wants, them what she they wants want to be in a good. She wants to be in a field. Yes. On a nice, on a <laughs> calm summer day with a nice sky and no water anywhere near. Forest now. up in the mountains. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. Up in a yeah. Nice, cool autumn day in the mountains, crisp <laughs> air. Yeah. Okay, you're on an island surrounded by water. No! Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to make, not to make, not to make light, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, you don't want to. Jeez. Be careful with that. Well, and even with horror games, you know, there's a certain. Yeah, with horror level. games, you definitely got to watch. You know, it's. If you know everybody, that's okay. But when you don't know everybody, it's a good idea to just be like, okay, we're not going to touch on this thing. Like, there's certain yeah. stuff that I never put in my games. There's never going to be sexual assault. I'm never going to murder children. Like, I know that I can guarantee you that there's somebody in the group, and one of those somebodies is me, who doesn't want to see that. In uh, well, and different people have different game. levels of graphic that they want to see too. So, yeah. 
there. You know, we've we've rolled into other topics now too. But anyway, uh, yeah, antagonist antagonists and antagonistic characters, fun stuff. But it can be a lot of fun too, you know, with your friends. Not everybody you know, has to be a. Not everybody has to be a bright and shining paladin doing the right thing yeah. all the time. Exactly. So, so it's a uh, it's a lot of fun though, um, and can be pretty rewarding to sit there and tell these stories afterward. You were such a jerk, but I loved it. <laughs> loved every minute of you know that torture scene or how you backstabbed me politically. You know, uh, so. Lisa, are you still playing in the um? Was it like an abandoned military training village or something? Sadly, no. Um, after the September game, uh, our war game, uh, the local arsonist. Uh, who they had been tracking, uh, came by and actually lit one of the buildings up and the city decided that uh, they no longer wanted any sort of overnight events uh, mm. to take place there. Um, we had another site, but as soon as we got another site, COVID was a thing. So now we're all on Discord for now. Oh, so you so. aren't in person. Okay. No, yeah, not, not anymore. Uh, not due to COVID. It's just not safe because we had probably a good... 50 to 80 players at any given game so um, that's that's on hold for now but the discord games are a lot of fun because we can travel to other states uh, you know, <laughs> their games without having to pay for airfare <laughs> so, kind of nice there you go <laughs> yeah. um wow 1940s los angeles craig you and i might know a little bit about that oh yeah i think one of craig's games is set there isn't it uh yeah, Capers Noir is oh, okay. set, set during the forties and the setting in the book is is LA with monsters. Yeah. <laughs> it's great because, um, I was so able to find you know, uh all the old um you know star tour maps. Uh, I was able to find one of those online from the actual nineteen forties and so it has all the you know, all the buildings and, and whatnot. And then we of course uh, put some added some buildings on there where players gather uh so yeah 40s 1940s hollywood's great it's a great scene oh do we have a question a kevin question we do kevin question are we ready sure 163 question why do some companies make it so hard to cancel their service I know the simple answer is to discourage you from canceling, but don't they realize it leaves a horrible last impression? I recently canceled both my DirecTV and Xfinity services. I had to call DirecTV and spend about 20 minutes answering questions, and with Xfinity, I clicked the Cancel My Service button on their website. The worst example of this was my pet food delivery service. When Gus died, we decided we no longer needed dog food, obviously. I had to call the company that delivered my dog food, to cancel all future scheduled deliveries. There was no way to stop a recurring order on their website. Shouldn't it be just as easy to cancel services as it was to sign up for them? If I can sign up on a website, I should be able to cancel it there too. Thanks, Kevin. Preaching to the choir, my man. Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement. I'm, I'm in fact shocked that it was so easy to cancel Xfinity. <laughs> I didn't have any trouble canceling Xfinity. I told you how I did it, right? 
you walked uh, walked in there with your equipment and said, "Hold all my stuff I'm in done. there." I put it on the desk. I said, "I'm canceling and I'm not leaving until you take this away from me." Yeah. <laughs> and then you took a picture wow. of yourself and flipping the person, them off the outside the building. To, and the person started to say, "Well, you know, is there anything we could do?" And I was like, "No, I'm canceling." Yeah, you didn't. You didn't give I them just, the opportunity to talk it. you down. Yeah. Were you playing? I, I, inter- <laughs> I interrupted them. They started their spiel, and I said, "No, I'm canceling." <laughs> You had a bad experience, it sounds like. No, I was getting Google Fiber, which I had, I already had in place. Like, I got Google Fiber. It was installed. I had it for two weeks. It was great. And I was like, okay, and now we're done. I yeah. took all my stuff right to the store. I didn't try to do something over the phone. Can, yeah. can you cancel me? Well, let me tell you about this offer. Let me pass you up the line to the, you know, retention expert or whatever, services retention coordinator, blah, 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 all this crap. And then you go through that whole rigmarole and then they say, okay, if you get through that, then they say, okay, now you have to take your equipment into the... No, you you un- unhook it, haul it in, slap it on a table and say, I'm done. Yeah, That's <laughs> the only reason I still have Comcast is because there is yet to be another service offered here for me to get and establish ahead of time so that I can do yeah. what you did. Well, because on the phone, you're a disembodied voice. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm in the Comcast store and it's full of other people and I say yeah. in a forceful voice I am done and the person starts to give me a pitch and I say no I would like to cancel the next step is I'm going to as they say make a scene yeah and you are going to be everybody in here is going to be looking at you uh huh and now <laughs> I've I have put the it, it's no longer this faceless thing it's like all these people are going to be looking at you and seeing your puss. being a a jag to me like telemarketing and and they they canceled canceled. (laughs) now admittedly it helps that i'm six feet tall and a big guy (laughs) you know i imagine a five foot tall skinny woman might have a harder time Um, no we just go in in a cryptid costume you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh to answer your question to answer your question, Kevin, yes, it should absolutely be easier, but it's not going to be. They're going to always try to make make it tough for you. Because of the simple answer. They don't want you to cancel. So here you go. Here's a great, here's a, a million dollar, well, maybe not million, hundred, hundred dollar idea um, <laughs> for people out there who are like me. If you're a, you know, five foot 10 or taller and a big person, um, hire yourself out to people who want to cancel and go in with them and you do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> Be their cancel proxy. Yeah. And you go in there and okay, I'll be your cancel jag for you. You're their cancel <laughs> you can, avatar. You can sit there quietly and you'll just take care of the paperwork or whatever that has to be done, but I'll be the one who has to be the a-hole to the to the to the rep. <laughs> you can even get game. like a, a studded do- dog collar and a leash and have the person standing behind you holding the leash. Well, I think if I'm, you I'll let job, him go. I'll I'll you, unhook him. You, if you did that job enough times, you would eventually find reasons and ways to spice it up. Yeah. <laughs> so you could do a lot of different things. You could go in in a big chicken costume, see if that works better. See, what you can do is break in in the middle of the night and set up, uh, set up like this, this ghost scenario with special effects. Have you ever seen the uh, coffee shop where they, they set up a bunch of special effects and the girl goes in oh, and yeah, yeah. she gets angry she, she becomes she becomes a witch basically she starts flinging yeah. people around the coffee shop there's like three three people in the in the coffee shop that are stunt people and they're in on it and yeah. everybody else is like whoa because people are literally flying around <laughs> just like petite girl walking into uh comcast and then like 
all of a sudden she gets real angry and chairs start flying across the office. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Well, thank you, Kevin. (laughs) And thank you, Lisa. And thank you, Lisa. Yes. It was good seeing you. Thank you both. It was good seeing you both. Stay safe out in the real world apocalypse. (laughs) I'm going to be, I'm going to be going into a fake world and telling a story. So. And then when that's done, I'm going to have dinner and do nothing for the rest of the day. Yay. Because I earned it. I've got a busy day today. Have Alrighty. fun. Um, thank you again, Lisa. Mike. Craig. Where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And go to Kickstarter right now. Good, strong hands. That's the only place you have to go. Don't go to the website. Don't go to drive-thru. Don't go to anywhere those places. Go to Kickstarter. Look for good, strong hands. You know, your card doesn't get charged till the end. You can bag it now. Spelled Moving just like it sounds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not spelled weird. It's, <laughs> it's, exactly the, it's exactly the way you think those three words are spelled. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerdburger, Craig reveals... Um, the giant sore on his uh, clicker finger from all the times that he's been refreshing his <laughs> browser over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, a lot of refreshing going on. A lot of refreshing. I need to stop. Once I get about a weekend, I usually kind of ease up on it, but I'm still a little obsessed. And scene. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Oh, good times. Noodle salad. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Noodle sweat? Good times. Noodle salad. Mm, I want some noodles. Wait. <laughs> nope, I really nope. want to eat. No, one, no one's stopping you. Noodles are <laughs> yummy. I still say at some point I'm coming down to visit you guys. Do a live show great that'd be fun yeah, yeah. as soon as you can <laughs> well you know once when things are a little more normal you could you've, you've, you've expressed interest in uh in dragon con that's always a good oh one. yeah Got plenty yeah, of other, pl- plenty, plenty of stuff it's always labor day weekend labor day okay they didn't have it this year you could, or it, yeah. you could do, it was you could on, do that on for the a big internet. chunk of the weekend and then we could record on like friday or saturday evening or something yeah i heard they're doing uh they did gen con virtually Every yeah, all the con- all the big conventions went virtual except for Origins that f-ed it up. Oh really? Yeah, they ended up canceling that because of they were dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Gen Con did one. Gen Con did that. Metatopia, Acaticon, uh, Dragon Con's doing an online thing. I mean, they're just they're, they're doing they're doing what they can. Like they're just they're just finding ways to do something to kind of it, it's it's. As much as anything, it's just getting people to be like, oh, remember us. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, here's yeah. something Here's something that's going on. Even if you're not going to be involved, we are making an effort so that when we can, when we do the, the convention, um, you know, the full convention again in person, we want you back here. So I miss Gen Con so it's, much. It's, it's marketing as much as anything. So, so fun. I got to get going because I have to get ready. Right. Okay. So. Have fun with your game. We'll Take. talk to you guys soon. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. What would you say is the quality of your stream, Craig? Is it good and strong? Good and healthy?
Uh, it's a depending on how much water I've had, it's <laughs> anywhere between a very light yellow and a golden yellow. Oh, I was um, I was going to get to the color. I, uh, that's not what I was talking about. It's nice and fluid. Does There's it, not uh, chunks in it, if that's what you're asking. It doesn't stop and start. I haven't re- reached that point in my life yet. You get that thing like first thing in the morning where it uh, it splits into two, and you have to decide which one of them is going to go in the bowl <laughs> and which one you're going to clean up. Or you can you can <laughs> you can struggle you can struggle like crazy to try to stop midstream, yeah. <laughs> which is doable but very difficult. Or you kind of like uh, thrust, or you can, or you can pinch it off, <laughs> pelvic thrust forward to try to get closer to the bowl. Like put your yeah, hands so on it, top it of the tank, so it doesn't have as much space. To, yes, to, to spread out. <laughs> yeah, and and the and the, and they're all, they're never always like perfectly the same angle. You know, like any given. Time <laughs> no, it's like it one's happens, going like, straight, and the other one's going you know well, thirty but, degrees right, to but the left. Like one day it might be like one yeah. day it might be like. This, oh no, there's no consistency like to it so, like, at all. No. no, like when it starts to happen on the day when it's like this, you have no chance. Right. Like that's going right in the <laughs> that's going in the waste paper basket right over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, now, if you are smart, you're lucky you to put, get one of them in the bowl. Yeah, you, you could, might be cleaning up put, both sides. You could put you could put a couple of uh, <laughs> solid waste paper baskets or buckets or whatever right there and you could just like <laughs> hit the two and then just hit the bucket and <laughs> hey how come you how come you why have... do you have three why do you have three <laughs> yeah. buckets in them in your bathroom craig three solid plastic that's that's for the early morning split stream waste baskets well i've got two one two that are real close one right to the right and one right to the left but then those weird days when this when the stream is really split i've got one that's like over there by the sink yeah well what happens if it goes on the other side well that's where the, the tub comes in handy <laughs> it just goes right in there. 